Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Report. T-Bird along with OG. Mo is en route. And uh, a lot of things going on in sports, OG. And I want to I start off with a little somber note. Uh, we lost another great one, and we lost Pele, the, the uh, Brazilian soccer player. Uh, uh, some people say he brought soccer to America. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, truly a living legend and one of the most popular and, and well-known names in soccer, especially in, in older generation. And I, I think he was one of the, the first person to do a bicycle kick. He made the bicycle kick popular, which yeah, is where yeah. you kick it kind of over your head behind you. Right. But Pele is arguably still the GOAT of soccer, even with some of the superstars playing uh, playing today. So I made a few notes. Um, Pele has some records that may never be broken. So he was the youngest winner of a World Cup. He was the youngest player to score in a World Cup, youngest player to score a hat trick in the World Cup, and one of three players that have scored in four different World Cup. Um, you know, that, that's a 12-year span right there. Right. That, to be selected to the national team 12 you know 12 that's a that's a lifetime in soccer when yeah. you got these up-and-coming kids that um, and all them. they're great and so it, because he was a three-time winner the world cup is the pinnacle of soccer and he won it three times and was just the most dominant player in his era and and maybe more than you know messi is or or, or mbappe is because Soccer has certainly evolved and everybody's gotten better, but he was just so much better than everyone else back then. Th right. There's an argument to be made that he is still, you know, he's the GOAT. The GOAT. And uh, that you say that about him winning, uh, he won three World Cup Cups. He's the only one that's won three World Cups of, you know, superstars, right? Yeah. And, and if we, D Dex will know this better than, us, but if we look at Brazil's long line of strikers and scorers, I mean, he is he is among legends because they've got they they are stacked with that's Brazil's you know forte, and he is the best of the best among the country that is the best at that particular thing. So right. Dex educate yeah, us here. Frank um, is in on. It. Oh yeah, I mean, other than supermodels, Brazil's biggest export is definitely football players. They basically revolutionized the nine spot, uh, revolutionized the nine spot. No question about Pele. Just he was everything special. He was pure. He was, you know, even his name means black pearl. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's he was he was ahead of his time. He was so young, and all he was doing really was having fun. You know, it, and it's funny because even when America learned about him, he was at the twilight of his career and he was still just running circles around people left and right he sure was he's one of the only he his lifetime stats i mean lifetime of professional games and matches international games you know brazilian but at the pro level he is so close to averaging a goal a game and that's over a thousand by the way he's got like you know 1200 and something goals in like 13 you know 1300 game like incredible no one can even come close to that today i know i know it's it's so uh uh incredible i know when i was a kid i didn't know anything about soccer 
you know, we didn't play soccer here when I was a kid. And uh, but I knew Pele. I knew of Pele because of how great he was. And uh, you know, they would show, you know, I, I think when I was a kid, we had we had a team in Atlanta called the Atlanta Chiefs. The, I know you don't know it, OG, but uh they, do you are you familiar with the Atlanta Chiefs back in the day? Uh, no, I'm, I'm as far as, uh, Georgia soccer, okay. I, I only go back as far as the Atlanta Silverbacks. So, uh, okay. Well, yeah, they played at old Atlanta Fulton County stadium, OG. And, uh, it was exciting. I mean, uh, we, we, we drew a good crowd and, uh, it went away, but I know that they always talked about Pele as they were, you know, talking about the Atlanta chiefs. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we certainly give our condolences to his family. And, uh, you know, he lived, you know, a long life. I think he died of um, uh, prostate cancer. And that's something that, you know, we all have to be worried about. But he uh, was 82, 83 years old, 82. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was definitely a great one. And so I just wanted to pay homage to Pele. And uh seemed like we've been losing so many greats lately, you know. Yeah, it's just, uh, you hate to see just, you know, I mean, everybody's going to, everybody's going to die at some point. Just, you just hate to see it. Don't it hurt? Yeah. It hurts. Uh, <clears throat> me being a sports fan that I, I and I, y'all may think I'm strange, but it, it's like those people are kin to me and it hurts me so bad when we lose greats like that. You know, I, um, I identify with that. And I definitely respect it. It's what it is really is they've left us with so many amazing memories that when they die, that's what conjures up is all these amazing memories. You know, the first time you saw a bicycle kick, it just, I know, I know. It's like, are you, are you, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. It, a, a bicycle kick. Yeah. When you, I even, I know what that is. Okay? <laughs> a bicycle kick. So yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It, they definitely, um, you know, I really feel like the entire world pays homage to him with um, with basically how we play the game now. Everything's so creative. It's stepped up. You know, you look at people like him, George Best, Jurgen Klinsmann, you know, all these guys that just really, they made the game that much more fun. It became less structured and just wild. It's, it was something special. Yeah, he's one of the, the you know, back, back then, Nobody really knew all these international, but he was one of the early international players that everybody knew about. Yeah, everybody knew about him. Like I say, I knew about him, and and that's when you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you when I as a kid, we knew about Pele. Do you think? How do you think, uh, guys? He would fare in today's game. It's tough to compare, you know, decade to decade, especially several decades ago, but. He, I mean, if he was the same age as some of these guys, I think he's still relevant. And just because he was so good back then and his his kind of records and numbers speak for themselves, um, I, I think he'd still be one of the better players. Maybe not the the best, but he'd be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. I think one of the biggest contributions that he he made was he forced coaches to strategize for people like him. It basically yeah, it completely changed the game. Everybody was using four four two um uh lineups for the longest time. They ended up having to switch to 
four three threes and different attacks just to compensate for him. Yeah, it's like double team and it's like double team and Michael Jordan. You gotta change your your defense to double team the best player on the on the on the court that day. Yeah, it's not even just double teaming him. You gotta end up double teaming the person that might pass to him. So I mean, because you're probably not gonna stop him with his level of speed back then. It's just it it's just something completely else. It just was nuts. One more thing before we move on. Uh do you think that by him being as great as he was, that they'll name something after him that has something to do with soccer? Um, it's funny because after he won the World Cup, there were tons of kids named after him. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, hey, like. so yeah, uh, I I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, and I don't I don't even know if it was mat if it would matter. He was the world's most famous man during those times. I mean, because soccer is just ubiquitous throughout the world. Right. You know, he was literally the world's most famous man. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It, there's nothing they can do that's wrong. You know, um, there's it's 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 a lot. It's I mean, it's just like with Betty White. You know, you just deal with the loss. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if they if soccer did some some sort of award or you know something for him um i think that would go a long way just to preserving you know his his good because he did a lot for the sport you know during and after he played so especially for america uh, in, in a sense you know because i don't think it was popular he i think i saw an article that said that because of pele people in america kind of knew what soccer was yeah well it, well it was it was even more than just that um you know with america is basically a country of immigrants and a lot of these immigrants that they finally had this soccer star to celebrate so they weren't always going to baseball games and things like that but all of a sudden the stands were just filled with everybody that didn't speak english as a first language so. and the kids are playing now the kids so. are playing all the time so yeah all right, all right guys well uh, again we pay homage to pele and uh, uh again uh sadness all over the world when we come back we're going to talk about the nfl and a few injuries going around that seem to happen every year back in a minute This is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link, join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports 
from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday at 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group. And you can reach me at 678-777-7718. And we are back in Cartersville, Georgia at Mission Road Studios on the Couch Potato Sports Report. T-Bird along with OG Dex filling in until Mo arrives. Uh, I just want to mention to everybody that you can don't forget to catch us on all your uh, uh, all the avenues with uh, Podbean, uh, Apple, Spotify, Apple, or Spotify, wherever you listen, or wherever you listen. Uh, don't forget check us out on the Couch Spot on Twitter. All right, guys. OG, we got a lot of injuries in the NFL, bro. Mercy, mercy, mercy. And, and uh, Tua's out again. Uh, his third concussion. Uh, they're saying he's not going to play again this year, which he shouldn't. That'd be a, the smartest move. I, and the argument, oh, well, you know, they're in the playoffs or, you know, they're fighting for playoffs. That don't it, matter. That don't matter. This, if he is your franchise quarterback, this year doesn't matter. Let's let's keep him healthy for the long game. Because, right. man, 33 in a, in a season, single season, like, that's just. That's too much. And I, I think you got to think about his long-term health. You know, that's what we often forget. You know, okay, we get him back for the game. Oh, he's ready for the game. But when he's 45, when he's 50, you know, is he going to have CTE? Is he going to run a car in the, uh, up against a, uh, a building or, you know, do something crazy like that because of the CTE? So that's that's a concern. Yeah, we've had a lot of notable players get injured. Several teams are on their, I mean, their third quarterback. Um look at at the cardinals so the cardinals um kyler murray oh rip tore up his knee yeah yeah freak freak thing and then colt mccoy gets a gets a concussion yeah and yeah. so now they're you know next man up next man last night on the thursday game uh they brought in the the old tennessee quarterback dobbs right from right. off the street right um because they're you know Tannehill's out their backup is not really doing they just and and uh the rams have Brought in Baker Mayfield. I mean, just everybody's looking for bodies. And there was a statistic. The Tennessee Titans have the most players on IR and have had the most starting, you know, different lineups. Right, right. Unbelievable. It just seems like it's it's more than normal. And they're they're more serious than I just it's not like somebody, you know, has turf toe anymore. They're, oh, knee, hip, you know, broke, just yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what what that thing is, or or if the NFL can or or should do anything. I mean, I don't know what, what you could do. 
Well, Dex, I'm gonna bring you in on this one too. What do you what do you think uh could be happening with all the injuries in the NFL? You know, it's it's so funny because it could be a matter of conditioning. It could be it could be a lot of things. Um, it could just be angles. Mercury could be in retrograde. It's just a lot of injuries that are going on right now. Um, who knows? Uh, maybe injuries were going on before and we just didn't notice them. And we now take CTE that, that much more seriously. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's it's like, you know, we talked about C- CTE, but we're, we're talking about these, uh, these torn ACLs. The torn ACLs, you know, that was supposed to have went out when we went to this more natural grass and then they went to the to the turf that's made like grass. Yeah. And 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 uh we we're notice I'm starting to see an uptick in the ACL again, MCL, ACL. Uh OG, what I mean, I, I don't get it. So you're right here and I'm looking through the list of you know, injuries per team and and what the reason this and I Ankle, knee are the top two. And look yeah. at this for the Broncos. We got knee, ACL, knee, ACL, knee, ACL, leg, knee, ACL. Like six, That's five incredible. out of six. Like yeah. it's just it's lower body and and, and and the guys. I mean, the athletes are so much more like machines today. Dick. Well, uh, you know, the mention on the chat is that it's bad conditioning, which. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, I don't know about so that. I, I, I can see that. I think that that factors in, to be quite we, honest with you. We had this argument early in the season because the number of preseason games have changed and, and your starters don't typically play those preseason games. So True. early on, we saw related to, you know, stretching and, and just that conditioning stuff, a lot of hamstrings. But that's minimal now. I, I, I think this is just... I think there's something more than just the grind of the season here mm-hmm. just because of how many lower body injuries there are. Well, let, let me ask you this. You remember back in the day, say 50s, 60s, maybe the 70s, you had a lot of fat guys that played football. I mean, they, they weren't in this exceptional shape. You know, now these guys got minus body fat on them, <laughs> you know, and you got to have a little fat. To, to, to hold the ligaments together, wouldn't you say that? I would say, I would counter that with, I think guys are faster and stronger. No doubt. So when you have guys that are faster and stronger moving at people that are going the opposite direction, I think the collision is going to favor the faster, stronger person. And the law of averages? Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say law of averages at that point because you're, you're just moving it at that point. You're just mowing them down. And I, I think the NFL has done a lot to reduce, like, I mean, car crash type of hits, you know, helmet to helmet. Yeah. Um, and then the game on Monday night, the Chargers and the Colts, uh, the Charger defensive back right. got ejected. That was a, I mean, that was a hit, a collision that I would, I, I hurt after watching that. <laughs> um, you know, defense back laid out wide receiver and he did, lead with his helmet although he hit with he his hit shoulder shoulder that's what but, i'm saying but the you know what I, all that to say those types of injuries are, are are those types of hits are not as frequent but those are the most exciting parts of the game so yeah, yeah. And, well, and I, oh i'm sorry not to go out, but why don't we also factor in late hits because 
isn't there a lot more late hits these days? Not, not necessarily. Uh, I, I don't see. I don't see that many. There, most of the time, the hits are on the quarterback that they'll call. You know. Yeah, I don't see too many. And this kind of falling on the quarter. We ain't gonna even go there because we'd be all night. That's that's another story. But yeah, it's a lot. You know, the Atlanta Falcons. We've certainly had our share of injuries. You know, we lost Kyle Pitts, one of our players, and uh, it's Knicks. And I I just can't not recall when I was a little kid that these players, you knew the players on the team, and they were there every Sunday, it seemed. Yeah, and and teams had one running back, and that running back would be the bell catch, and they'd carry it 400 times and be ready to go. And be ready to go. But they just, I don't know, everybody's more fragile these days, or I I don't know what it is, but, yeah, it just, it seems like it's a revolving door. You know, some teams have it worse than others, but every team's got significant players with injuries. No doubt. All right, Stan, with football, uh, we, you know, we've got another benching. Yeah. Uh, Carr gets benched in uh, with the Raiders. Um, you know, you, you missed know, the opportunity to say that Carr got parked. <laughs> Carr yeah. got, well, he did. He got parked. And Matty Ice got benched oh, again. Poor guy. I, I, you know what? I, I I feel sorry for Matt Ryan. I really do. And uh, But this is, this is the point I want to make up to you, OG. Today, these cats, now Matt Ryan didn't do it, but all these guys is getting benched. Mariota, Carr, they're going to step away from the team. Now, what, what, when did this start? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I think Matt Ryan did it the right way and was there to help coach does. the younger, you know, the younger. And he made a point to, to talk about that. Right. Now, Derek Carr, I, I feel like he has not played poorly he's got 12 interceptions well Dak Prescott has 12 interceptions and and he's not getting benched anytime soon no and Dak did it in several fewer games mind you so like is Derek Carr playing bad or are the Raiders just starting to think about maybe moving in another direction and just need an excuse we'll never know that but I just I'm surprised to see some of these notable quarterbacks getting benched or side, you know, just, I think that that could be a possibility that, uh, you know, he's been there eight years. Yep. And I, th- I think that they may be wanting to move in another direction um, with McDaniel as the coach. And I, again, I don't, I ain't so sure that that's fair to him. Uh, it's a lot of components that's not working there. And then uh, the receiver that came there strictly for him, he yeah. uh what's his Devontae name? Devontae Adams, yeah. his college roommate. Yeah, he 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 he's not happy about that. And he said it. He said he was the reason why I came here. And uh to to take that away at this time, you know, I'm I'm not a happy camper. And that means a lot now. I mean, so I I, I don't know what's going on in Las Vegas, but you know. I hope they got a good backup quarterback. <laughs> well, it used to be Mariota, but not, you know, yeah, it, it's not it's it, not him anymore. One thing I wanted to uh, bring up with you guys is this: if we really look at the scope of this, with all the the injuries and all these new quarterbacks having to come in, whoever is the quarterbacks coach for a team that brings in a rookie that does well, they can basically write their own check at that point. Well, look at Doug Peterson, the yeah, quarterback whisperer. Yeah. So Doug Peterson. <clears throat> 
you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles was on on the breeze. Carson Wentz gets hurt in game 12 or 13. Nick Foles comes in. Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Right. Nick Foles becomes a starting quarterback, falls on his – he just – he he fell off and has floundered ever since. Doug Peterson is now in Jacksonville uh, as, I think, the O.C., and ah, he's the head oh, coach. he's the head coach yeah and is doing wonders look at trevor lawrence last the, five trevor's... six weeks playing the best arguably the best foot best football um of his career but but of all the quarter you know he's in the top couple quarterbacks in the last few weeks he is and i think when you speak about doug peterson uh when he was in philadelphia i think we found out that if you can't get Carson Wentz straight, that just lets you know he's just not very good, <laughs> you know? So, because Peterson is a heck of a quarterback guy. And uh, like you say, what he's doing with uh, with Trevor in Jacksonville is incredible. And it's making uh, Trevor be that number one quarterback that, that he is. So, well, we know he's good, but now I think now everybody knows. Know. And, and he's doing it with not the – Best not, team. Not the best team. I man. mean, and, there's yeah. not a number one wide receiver on the team. They got a couple of number twos, but you know, Christian Kirk was like number three in Arizona, and um, uh, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. was number two in Detroit. He doesn't have a you know true number one, and he's got a he, his college teammate is his running back. Great hands out of the backfield, but they've had some challenges, but I think he's yeah. so good that he's overcoming those challenges for them. Scheme means a lot as well. You know, uh, Arthur Smith, scheme <laughs> means a lot as well. And uh, before we get, before we leave that topic, Matty Ice, I just want y'all to touch on Matty Ice and why his career has gone the way that it has. All the 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 other end of these types of games he's been on with the with the Super Bowl and the Brady game with uh, with, with the Colts it's just it, I, I don't get it what he and Matt's not a he wasn't a bad quarterback but he is catching hell yeah it, I don't know we've had so many coaching changes here in Atlanta we can't point to you know a quarterback whisper like Doug Peterson here. Matt Ice is he's a good quarterback because he's seen so many different you know offenses and had so many coaches and during those kind of glory years we we were 12 and 4 and yes. in, in the Super Bowl and then the next year we were 4 and 12 and then the following year we were you know 11 and 5 and then you know it's flip-flopped and I I, I can't I feel sorry for the guy I do too. he's a good guy he's good for the league he's a he, good he does guy. so much and I just I just hate to to see his career to, I, I just he's one of the guys that you hope that he can decide when to stop and not be told hey you're done right how much do you think um you know moving to different teams is i mean because I, I picture him as a relationship guy you know he's got his his boys around him for the longest time in atlanta then he's going into a new school he's the new kid at the new school how much do you think that has factored into his transitioning into indianapolis I'm sure it's I'm sure it's uh had a little to do with it, but you're a professional. And they pick they ask you to come there because they know you're a professional and they know you can adapt. But I just think Matt's done. His arms done. I think mentally he's done now. And I really think this gonna be is be it for him. Yeah, 
I, I kind of feel like he got hung out to dry a bit because we've got this great offensive line and this great running back who's running, you know, running through mm-hmm. everybody. And they, the first few games, they couldn't block anybody. They couldn't he block. Was, they were Ryan, picking them to be in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan felt like he was back in Atlanta on his uh, butt every time. Every <laughs> that's time. right. Then you lose uh, the premier running back in the game in Taylor, and uh, and then your line's not blocking at all. He running for he running he is running for his life more than he ran in Atlanta. And and yeah. I, I I kind of feel like some of his mistakes aren't like they're due to factors that are not his fault. Right. You know, it bounces off a receiver. It does this. It does that. I just I I feel bad because it's going down the way it's going down. Yeah, well, Matt, we love you. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about those Atlanta Hawks. Talk a little bit about Luka with uh, 60 points and all that stuff going on. Are we thinking about that trade? Be back in a minute. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 677-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. All right, we are back in action here. T-Bird's getting settled. Bo is in the house. There she is. And uh, yeah, we're ready to, ready to get back to it. T-Bird, I got one question for you before we move on to the Hawks. And that's about our boy Desmond Ritter. What did you think of his play last week? Was, do you see some improvement? And, um, and what did you think of, you know, now that we got the, all the insights from our, from our friend, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, Jeremy, on the YouTube YouTube Jordan. channel, Jordan. Jordan, uh, yeah. Yes, it cut gave and us drive. <laughs> gave, cut and drive. Gave us all the insights here. Did, did you have something to look for? I mean, were you impressed with how he played? I saw some good things. I mean, I, I did, but I think what hurt. I, I do like that uh, he brought out London. Mm-hmm. You know, our number one receiver. So I, I I do like that relationship that they got, but there's so much uh, 
there's so much that's got to be done. It's just hard for me to 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 get on that bandwagon because we're not winning. If, if we were winning, it would be different. So, yeah, I, I but Drake London for two weeks in a row, we're paying him all this money. The ball should not hit you in the hands, and you drive, and and it leads led to an interception. I, I just well, what I, what I thought about with that is, I remember Jerry Rice, and Jerry they called him Butterfingers because his first couple of games he's dropping balls all over the place, and we know that story. So I'm hoping Drake London's going to end up close to something like that. You know, we can only hope. We can only hope. All right. So moving on here, let's t- let's. Uh... Let's talk about these Hawks. We got we got our best three players sitting out multiple games. What's what's the deal? What's going on over there, T Bird? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, uh, I I just I I don't know. I I don't have no no clue what's going on with the Hawks. They're they're just not a very good team. DeAndre Hunt's out again. Uh, what's his name's out? Uh, uh, Clint Capella again. And then we don't play well. And we're playing the Lakers tonight, and they're going to look like the Showtime Lakers, I guarantee you, against us. If And you know what? The Lakers are a six-point underdog. <laughs> can you believe that, Mo? I can. I, I can't believe it. Against the Hawks? Yes. Uh, we, had, we had a 12-point lead the other night again, and we lost again. So, in your mind, points. if you're on a bad team or a team with some drama, are you in a rush to get back from your injury? I, I just I would have a hard time really hustling to get back into the I drama. You, you owe it to your team. They paying DeAndre Hunter $95 million. His butt need to play. And, and he 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 they I I saw a report that he played less games than uh, Zion. That's terrible. Now we all know Zion has turned into a monster, Mo. Yeah. So, and Mo, I'm gonna get the keys to you. Uh, I I I'm just so disappointed in the whole Hawks saga that it's just getting on my nerves. Are you really? I'm really. Well, you know what? I, I can see that from you because you certainly were excited to have Murray and have that tandem with him and Trey in the backcourt. Um, we're kind of getting to almost the halfway point of the season to where the rubber meets the road. So I don't know. I The Hawks never surprised me in terms of underperforming. Um, <laughs> if, any, if anything – you know, I would be surprised if they were, you know, in playoff contention at this point. Um, there's not a coaching legacy to be proud of. There's not a team identity to be proud of. They're just playing individually together to, to you know, again, you're, you're a top playing. leader. They're just playing. There's no objective. There's no vision. There is no reason for them to be playing at all. There, there's there's not a sense of urgency. There's not a sense of focus. They're just not a fun team to watch. I agree with all of that, and I'm going to say this. After watching the game the other night, we played the Brooklyn Nets. Like I say, we had them by 15. 
played them. They beat us by one point. Mm -hmm. But you know why we played so well? We, you know, me and you, we talk about taking the ball. They tucked the ball to the basket mm -hmm. literally the whole game. And Trey Young did not play. And we moved the ball around the court like a basketball team is supposed to, what you see every other team doing. So I'm wondering, Mo, and this is the question, is, is uh, Trey Young good for our basketball team? I'm a little concerned. And, again, you really can't pay that much attention to the rumors. Um, but I just wonder if he's a, a good teammate. Um, maybe I'm not really paying attention and sure you don't good do sure you don't do good deeds to get press but i'm not really hearing a lot of press about him in the community just really becoming the fabric the superstar the face um a professional basketball here in atlanta i mean maybe he's busy i know he's getting married engaged whatever buying houses um but he doesn't to me appear to be vested it's more like you know i think of soccer where you know you you lease out the, the top player to whoever he just he just appears and maybe that's wrong but my impression is that he's a, a selfish player who's certainly about making his money getting his stats um and not really building a championship legacy here I don't well he bought that. his house in california if See, that there answers we go your question. there we go yeah and to me when you're not kind of out in the community and and you're just you're not bought in for the long term and I think, yeah, you're, you're on to something there, Mo. I think he's there to get paid and, and just when his contract's up, he's going to move on. He wants to go to a winner mm -hmm. and he's going to be, could he be the next uh, Durant or, or Kyrie, one of these drama queens that, that think they're above the, above the game? He's another Joe Johnson to me. Joe Johnson came, he did his job and that's all he did. He, he got the max contract. He scored the points. There was no personality, no facial expression change, no passion for the city. He just did his job. And I, I'm just afraid that that's, that started a trend, not, in this, not only here in, in, in Atlanta, but just across professional sports. You know, these guys, and I get it, you're talented, you're athletic, make your money. I'm mad at you. But to not feel a need to at least have an off the court presence is is sad for the game i agree i mean i don't know really i, I really don't know where to go I, th I i still think it's a matter of time before nate is fired and uh i i you know again we think about travis slink stepping down mm -hmm. why was that yeah you know he was supposed to be in the future gm we you know we've always thought he made good moves you know he our team did get better, mm -hmm. you know, but why? Why now? I mean, you knew that coming in, doing what you do, that you you sacrifice parts of your family for right, that. Right. But now you want to say that when you're in the pinnacle and and uh, the prime of your gymness. Gymness. <laughs> like, again, there's writing on the walls, and you know, across. A couple of borders you've got luca dropping the 60 point uh, triple double and again you just you just wonder a little bit you know but uh, but if you really think about it i think we would have had the same problem had he come to atlanta i mean he's he's got the points luca? but yeah 
and he's he's certainly an impact player. But has he won a championship? He came pretty darn close. He came close, but but, but he did too, though. Right. Luca's efficient. I mean, he's he's not lobbing up three. Luca will will I score three now. Yeah. Luca will score thirty points and be you know nine of fifteen from the field. You know, shooting well better than fifty percent. I can't say that about Trey. And Trey Trey don't pass that well no. either. Sixty, twenty, and ten. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. That, Nobody, even the goat, didn't do that. Right? Who's the goat? MJ. Blasphemy. <laughs> so, hey, Blas- blasphemy. Hey, the goat uh, in my book, but I uh, I wanted to bring up one thing about that when when Trey was out is it decentralizes the odd the offense. So it's it, it makes it harder to key up on one guy, mm-hmm. knowing full well you know that one person wasn't going to pass anyway. So right. Right. that's a so good yeah, thing, they, though. That's a good thing, I in mean, my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I can, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, you know, decentralizing the offense, you know, and then you know, ma- making sure you pick up the slack on defense. That's kind of how you win things, you know. Look at San Antonio Spurs; they live that model for you know twenty better part of twenty years. That's correct. That's Trey. Correct. I hope he looked at that game. He was at the game and he was sitting mm-hmm. on the bench. I hope he looked at that game and see how much more efficient. I know you're making faces. Uh, it's okay. <clears throat> but I got to say it. And I hope he's listening. I hope he looked at that game and see how much more efficient this team was without him. You understand? I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't. I don't. I know he, did. I know I he really don't, don't care, but I'm. I'm, I'm just wishful thinking. I know. I know. No defense either. None. About All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk some soccer and MLB. Stick with us. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. Hey, it's OG from the Couch Potato Sports Report. You know, the smart one. Listen live every Friday at 6 p.m. on Podbean as I drop some knowledge on T-Bird to tell him like it is, and then he tries to tell me why I'm wrong. About Notre Dame being hypocrites, the Braves repeating, soccer being better than basketball. Chat with us live on Fridays or catch it later on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are back here on the Couch Taste Work Support. Did you miss me? Oh, really? Yeah. Crickets. Yeah, I was literally gonna hit the crickets button when you I mean, said that. Really? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, really. Yeah. Give me my flowers. Yeah, we're cracking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I and I brought I came bearing gifts. I understand because women. Oh, here oh, we go. Oh my go. God! You yeah. cannot start it off with that. Andrew Tate got arrested know. for that same thing. All right. I'm just saying that's a good thing because women always think, you know, way be go beyond the call of duty, and and I credit that to people that I know that if if you're in church, if you need a mint, your 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 wife got it or your daughter got it. You know, if you're short of money to put in church, your mama got it. What are you, you, what's this about church all of a sudden? Are you well, okay, having to come well, to Jesus uh, moment? Uh, no, nah, I'm just saying, just women, they always thinking, you know? That I'll agree with. Selfless. Men don't. Is what he's trying to say, women are selfless. Just, and just, yeah. just, just you stop always, while you're ahead. You're always giving, Mo. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You, pre- you appreciate what the Braves did this offseason? You know, I, I, they've done. It's typical double A. He's done. He's done a lot of stuff that's not notice noticeable, mm-hmm. and hoping that it's going to be profitable. You know, <laughs> but that's the key. The, profitable, not which is not the same as as winning. You know, you can't. Well, you got to spend think, money to win championships. Well, I think. I think. Uh, in his mind, I think it's going to produce winning. In his mind, that's the way he's thinking. I think, but I'm I'm upset because we let Dansby get out of here. I thought that was such a key component, and I'm not I'm not thrilled that Von Grissom is going to be your shortstop. And I think I hope he does well, you know. But I I just I I don't know. I mean, he looked like he's showing up everywhere else besides that. Well, but starting. Starting pitcher, Max Fried's still out there. Like, let's they ain't gonna they ain't gonna pay Max Fried that money. Max gonna get out of here too. I guess. Right, but like, why? Why? Oh, because they don't want to break out the checkbook because they want to make a profit by some way somehow. Is that Liberty Media? Of course, of it course, is. they're a business. The Braves are a cash cow. Yep. It's like it's like the fire sale that the Marlins had when they after they won the World Series against the Yankees. They they let everybody go. It, well, they, we ain't letting nobody go now. We you locked up your core. So core you mean the last two years when our, you know, two starting infielders are I now know, I know. but they calling these guys their core. Because yeah. and I in my opinion, I didn't think he was he even wanted to sign Dance. He didn't look like it to me. No. Dance no. was gonna take less money to stay here. But here's the thing, and it's one thing that I can uh, respect about Liberty Media is they are always thinking ahead so it's 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 kind of like all right if i plant a garden and just randomly plant you know tomatoes whatever you know if if it sprouts fine if not you know i'm i'm satisfied with whatever springs up i'll be able to sell it so you know hey we we put together a good group we get it we get a world series great if not the money that we brought in is 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 good e- either way and that's people are used to the, the 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 braves losing so if they win once or twice great but it's not about building a legacy it's about making money and so but let's think about because when like a, a company of sorts owns a team versus an individual owner the mets have a very rich individual owner and he will write some checks because he wants to win today and you know, Liberty Media, they they're a business. They want to 
they're they're thinking of the bottom line and the ROI and all, you know the PNL and it, it just I feel like it's a slap in the face to not only the fans but they're just cashing in on hey they had a good year and went to the World Series and they're going to try to ride that out and maximize the amount of money in the next few years and then try to do it all over again but that's not the right thing to do in my mind i agree with that i mean uh, i think we need one owner that can make all the decisions and uh, i i want to be i want our town to be like when you go to chicago to the cubs whether they winning or losing their fans are there Mm -hmm. you know and i don't think we'll ever have that in in atlanta georgia because we we have we have so many fans from everywhere else here right and all the transplants uh, yeah all the transplants and then when we get a good core you don't sign your top talent i i i i really don't understand it it's just money you know you mentioned the uh cubs and a friend of mine um was a huge cubs fan back when we were in film school and he was saying the biggest problem with the cubs is the fans now keep with me on this Tribune Media owned the Cubs, and they never really put any money towards the players because they knew no matter what they did, the fans were going to show up anyway. So that, I mean, when he told me that, that it kind of makes sense. But then later on, they got Theo Epstein, and they finally won one. So, Okay, so here's, all right, think about it like this. Um, Liberty Media has no best interest in uh, the Atlanta community, the Atlanta Braves fans. Um, their products range from movie production, broadcasting. They um, are a ownership stake in Formula One and Sirius XM Radio. So, again, the Atlanta Braves provide capital for all their other assets, investments that aren't doing that great. As a matter of fact, um, they had a, a, a drop in equity last year. So, Again, that drives not signing Dansby, even though it's good for the team as far as what they're trying to do, as far as scale back and again, maximize their profits. It's brilliant as a as a business move. Yeah, but when you have a company own something, the everybody's got a boss because mm-hmm. the, the shareholders are the Liberty Media boss, right? And there's a drop, and so they want to they want to write the ship. Mm-hmm. But when you look at an individual owner they are the boss and they don't they don't have a boss that's the one person that doesn't have a boss is the individual owner and you got good ones and bad ones paul brown let the browns you know go into where they are today but then you've got good ones that invest money and and just want to win and and just fund the team really I, I just, i'll even say jerry jones does that yeah with the dallas and i and I, he's I involved no his, and he's but, involved and you know i don't like the guy but yeah. he does a lot of good and look at the value the long-term value of the, of, cowboys. Of the cowboys he promotes the cowboys mm-hmm. uh very well i will give him that but now do you think that i mean did you like the way that ted turner treated the braves i i did i you know ted brought in talent you know, he wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Ted wanted to win. And so he went out and got people. When you go out and get Greg Maddox, you you brought in Fred McGriff, uh, uh, Sheffield. You know, you went out and got key players to help you win. And, and we don't seem to do that here now. Yeah. 
And uh, okay, it ain't nothing wrong with men when them with your homegrown talent. I love that, but sometimes you got to go out and get the. You got to go out and get that guy. We need pitching bad. You just you got front line pitching. You got to break out the checkbook sometimes. And Liberty Media is not. They made it clear revenue in twenty twenty one eight point seven billion for the Atlanta Braves. That's total revenue for Liberty Media. Okay, three hundred million of that was at the at the battery. Three hundred million dollars. The battery alone made that. Come with on, with all the tax cuts and incentives, it's not like they had you know a tremendous loan balance when they finished building uh, Truist Park. Right. But, but again, it's it's I can't. You can't be sentimental as a business owner. It will it will cost you dearly. And I think that the model that Liberty Meat is using is just it's never going to benefit the fans of the Atlanta Braves. Correct. I agree with Correct. you, Mo. I, I I agree with that. I, I, you certainly can't see it when you got everything that's a storybook with a homegrown kid that's done well and you let him go. Yeah. And yeah. he makes his first all-star team as an Atlanta Brave, and you don't want more of that. He's the core of your infield. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's the captain of your team. He's replaceable. I know. And he's replaced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. And they're still poised to have another stellar year, bring it, breaking it in with the Braves. Let that be a warning to all of you guys. You're replaceable except me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all stick us. We'll be back to wrap things up. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. Also, it's a great way to support the show. When shopping for homeowners insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. The LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best pack that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718.
are back here on the Confidence Test Sports Report. It's Mo Better here with T Bird and the other guy live at Mission Road Studios here in Cartersville. Hey, I didn't get a chance to ask. Was Santa Claus good to you? Oh, yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll take um, that in there. I'm so excited. I got um, a pair of PJs that, I mean, here's the thing. It's not just about the PJs. It's uh, my mind automatically clicks Saturday, throwing on the PJs. Yeah. And t- two great, two great football games coming up. I'm not, I said, don't call me. Don't come by. Leave me be. We, we know you don't answer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you know, I had a great uh, Christmas. I got to spend uh, four or five days with my grandson. Ooh. And he, uh, it was just me and him, and we rode that bull, and we did we did all kind of stuff. We had just a one, I had a wonderful time with him. He is such a great help to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we. it was just a good, that was, that was my reward right <laughs> nice, there. Nice, nice. Well, we should be rewarded some kind of way. Surely, guys, these these college football playoff matchups—they're gonna be. Are they? Is it must must see TV? OG. I I think we're we're there. I mean, these are you know tried and true the top four teams in college, and I think whoever set up the you know the the games was very intelligent about it because if you look a little closer, TCU and Michigan fairly similar. In, in style, you know, strength on strength. But then the other game, Ohio State UGA, that's um, strength versus weakness because their strength is in their wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I think our weakness is in our secondary. Right. And and it's going to continue to, you know, further the debate of is the SEC really untouchable? And We've talked about it before. There's the number one in the country UGA defense that showed up against Tennessee, and then there's the you know top twenty five defense that showed up against LSU. Which one is going to show up against Ohio State? Well, you know, Mo, you mentioned is it must see TV. Mm-hmm. I'll say it's must see TV for this reason. Everybody's wanting to know if Georgia can repeat. Mm-hmm. That's the key, and and. It, the SEC has always been, uh, you know, a tough conference. It wasn't as tough this year as in the past. Right. I think I like I think it dropped a little bit, but it's still SEC. Can Georgia repeat? Because if Georgia repeats, Stetson Bennett is going to be a god in Athens. Yeah, he's going to be a god, mm-hmm. and he and, and they tried to bury him in the quarterback room. And I honestly, I. <sighs> My opinion, I think there have been better quarterbacks at Georgia yeah, than Stetson. No doubt. But but he could right be the only the right one time. to win. I mean, one in the last however many years, but two, two back to back. And nobody, no quarterback at Georgia has won two back to back titles. And he's going to be a god. I'm telling you. And he's probably going to get picked in the sixth round. Let's <laughs> sixth round. Let but let you know. Let's give credit where credit is due um the biggest hurdle for the bulldogs over these past 40 years when they did um win a national champion was coaching was you know building a championship mentality 
let's give credit to Kirby Smart. He is a phenomenal coach mm-hmm. and he does a phenomenal job of preparing his players. As yeah. much as as much as he lost last year to the NBA, the NFL draft and still has a defense, even though it's not as good, it's still intimidating. Right you got Jalen Carter, who was injured at first, but you he's he's gonna have an impact. We gotta have him rushing. We gotta have our secondary um not commit penalties, no pass interference, you know, be and, ball hawks and be aggressive, but don't get don't get taken advantage of it. And, and that and that's that's what I'm worried about. I think that Eli Ringo gotta step up. He really he really and he's been exposed and he's, he's been, been targeted up. a lot. Right. And I, I can can he um live up to the pressure of what's gonna be what's gonna be required of him for this game. Yeah, and I think the Georgia D line is gonna carry the day. If they can get pressure on on CJ Stroud, who won't have time to let the receivers run down and and really exploit us because they've got some studs over there. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's just as good as Dad. Yeah, dude, dude <laughs> I mean, he's better. I mean, some I, of his catches this year have been just ridiculous. And, and he's one of those players that he's going to get you know hundred plus yards and probably a touchdown. But but it's limiting everything else. Right, right, right. And, and so if we can get the pass rush. You know, be effective with the pass rush so that they have to throw and they can't run, and 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 CJ Stroud doesn't have time. That's where the difference is going to be made. Um, thinking about the other game, and, and Georgia's favored by the six. Uh, by the way, um, <laughs> I count that, bro. The the other game uh, is Michigan TCU. Yeah, and I feel like no, con- nobody's no really. But exactly. Nobody's really giving TCU any kind of credit. Nope. They're, they're overranked and they shouldn't be in the playoffs and they're going to be exposed. And I hope so because I'm I'm a fan of the Maize and Blue, but it, it'll set the stage for either a Michigan-Georgia re- uh, rematch from last year and the Wolverines are going to be motivated to beat Georgia this year. Well, they're better. They're better. They year. are. They're better. And, and then... But then again, if Ohio State happens to win, we've got the classic showdown, you know, Ohio State, Michigan for the national championship. And it is incredibly hard to beat a team twice in the same season, college or NFL. And it's it. I would I would have my doubts that Michigan could win twice. Um, But I think I just I want great games either way. Nobody wants TCU to win. (laughs) No one. But Mo, look. You can't take away the boys had a great season, and sure. and, and 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 you sooner or later you PCU has been right there two or three times before, and you kept them out. You can't keep doing that. But they're going to prove why they keep getting kept out. Yeah, just like why Notre Dame should um, exactly. be kept out. They should be kept out because they get exposed and exploited. Look, look we ain't going to talk about that because <laughs> down in Florida State country, you can't talk a lot. It's tied up. I done looked at it. It's tied up. So, so where's the defense? Now, we, Do they have any know, defense? Well, you know, we don't talk about Florida State like. Well, that. they won their bowl game last night. Yeah, they won, but you, I couldn't get no call from you. I texted you or something. You did no such thing. Thought I did, but I, I to go back. Rivalry games. A couple of weeks ago, Georgia won their rivalry game. Florida State won their rivalry game. <laughs> How did Notre Dame do in their rivalry game? How did we do? Oh, you lost to USC because USC then played Utah for the 
the Pac-12. Okay, but and, we beat them last year. Oh, last year, but we're talking about this year, T-Bird, and you know, Florida okay. State won their bowl game. T- Notre Dame's on the road. We ain't gonna get too far off. TCU, but he's talking. Let me finish, Mo. He's talking, and ain't nobody heard from Florida State in fifteen years. They they got they got on the cup this year, and he want to talk. Okay, now Mo, you can go ahead. All right. Um, <laughs> TCU is gonna need big plays, and I don't. And the thing about Coach Harbour is he's kind of a loose cannon. I think he's reined it in and learned to um, be a better coach. Um, But if he even takes his eye off the prize and and gets too passionate, gets too emotional, um, TCU has an opportunity to to chop up some big plays. But I don't expect that. Hopefully – Hopefully, and he he's proven it this year, not in years past, that he's got a disciplined team this year. Um, but yeah, I don't want TCU to win. Sorry, I don't. I feel like Jim Harbaugh played. He played the long game all season. He had he has two outstanding running backs. You know, Blake Corum injured, unfortunately, but ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, and then against Ohio State, all of a sudden we found out the quarterback can throw. He's got an arm, and so. I, I, I don't know if he had any of those tricks ready for, you know, the next game or, or two games for Michigan. But I, I also think that the difference between Ohio State the last two years and years past really highlights how good of a coach Urban Meyer is. As much as controversy around him, incredibly well prepared. Ryan Day's college, Ryan, Ryan, college, college, correct, college. But Ryan Day's Ohio State team is not the same as they're Urban not, Meyer's Ohio State. They're team. not. They don't. They don't have a, a, an intensity and edge that we're used to seeing from Ohio State. And I think that Harbaugh has been able to take advantage of that. Yeah. Let, let me say this, Mo. You talking about Jim Harbaugh? You know, he was a quarterback for the Chicago Bears under Mike Ditka. Mm. Okay. Mike Ditka gave Jim Harbaugh hell. Yeah, I remember watching. He almost had Jim Harbaugh about to cry. And I think you say he done reeled his stuff in. I think that was the Jim Harbaugh, Mike Ditka, because of what he was put under. Mm-hmm. I think he brought a little bit of that early on. Mm-hmm. But now I think he's learned, like you say, how to reel some of that in because he was almost unapproachable. He was. He yeah. was all over the place, hollering, throwing right. stuff. He's a screamer. Just, that's that's he- Mike Ditka all over again. And, and he is a screamer, it's, you know, it, right. he's down and I think mature. But let's think about his coaching pedigree. He almost won a Super Bowl, almost got to the Super Bowl um, in the NFL. And then he, two years in a row, could be, you know, he's in the final four of college, of, you know, college football teams. If he wins the title, I think he'll ride off into the sunset. As much as I don't want to say it, he'll ride off maybe go back to the NFL. I agree. But NFL teams will come calling. Oh yeah. He's oh, he's yeah. played he's played well coached with a chip on his shoulder since he was announced as the head coach of Michigan. Something to prove. Um, I think that he's finally, you know, accepting the process of it all. Um, and and I, I do kind of a little bit hope it pays off for him. But yeah, he's gone. He's he's like Coach Prime, he sees, <laughs> and, and and I think he played with a chip on his shoulder in the NFL with Mike Dicker. Mm-hmm. Mike Dicker didn't think he could do anything right, and I could see I was Jim Harbaugh when he was in Michigan as a quarterback and in the NFL, and Dicker was on him so hard he destroyed his confidence. Mm-hmm. 
And I really think all of that has mm -hmm. to do with that. He, he may never say it, but I think it does. Oh, he probably said it to his therapist. <laughs> Speaking of, of Coach Prime, um, saw a little stat <laughs> that I wanted to mention to T-Bird. Oh, wow. And last year, it, well, I guess in the last NFL draft, three HBCU athletes were drafted. And in this coming draft, 23, there are four HBCU players that are, you know, looking likely that we drafted. Knowing Coach Prime and you guys are, you guys are like BFFs or something. Yeah, we're boss. Um, boss. Is, is he going to take credit for getting the awareness of, of the conference and the HBCUs in general? To, is he going to take credit for all of those HBCU players getting drafted in his two years uh, covering the, the conference? You know, I don't know, but I think I think he's helped it a lot. I don't know if he's gonna take credit for it or not, but if he does, I won't have no problem with it. I used to, I, I just no help. again. Um, I mean, everybody got their own opinion. Uh, everybody pushes their brand. It ain't nothing wrong with nobody pushing their brand. Everybody does it. He pushed his brand. So what's wrong with him pushing his brand? It's how he does it. I, I don't care. Look how uh, LeBron. Pushed his brand when he went to. I'm taking him out Dallas to Miami. Then nobody said a word. Oh, oh yeah, they oh did. yeah, they did. That was ugly. You, really, he can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> and as a player, as a player, that's when he is the coach. These he's the young men look at him as a mentor, and I just I wish he carried it a little himself a little different. Let's the, the proof will be in the pudding. Um, Ed Reed was announced as um, head coach of Bethune Cookman. Right. Um, so we'll see if this is a trend a trend where these former players go to HBCUs, make their mark, and then leap over into D1. But again, um, for years, um, Grambling State had a tremendous football program. Yeah. Um, their is. coach at one time was the windiest coach of all time. Right. But again, that pales. And it's generational. I get it. But it, it, that's why it's so important whenever there's a spotlight shined on any sector that is marginalized will take it but please but please believe that the talent has always been there oh yeah um the interest has always been there it's just you know it's trendy now so well it's it's as a whole and you know they, they've been uh players go to the nfl from from hbcus mm -hmm. throughout history mm -hmm. but it's the it's the totality of the teams there you you'll have four or five great players, but the team, the continuity, the consistency of the team, you don't see that because they all are not great. Come on, yeah. T Bird. I, 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 I'm just trying to tell you, they all are not. They're not. All, Look, all the D1 schools aren't great. No, they're not, but they're better than them. They, I, I'm telling I, you, look, I've, I've seen I, them. I bet you, I bet I've, you uh, I've seen them. North Carolina A&T could beat Colorado. Blasphemy. Right now, blasphemy. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, Mo, and I ain't trying to throw salt on it. I've I've watched a lot of HBCUs, and I've I've looked at the different types of players that were there. Uh, there's there's two three levels lower, but I think it's coming up. And I want to mention that Doug Williams coached at Grambling and won the SWAC twice. So. You know, Doug was there, and, and you know, Doug is my man, and he ain't gonna say nothing anyway. I I think as long as Ed Reed doesn't promise he's gonna stay there and he's committed and the, the this and that, and he that's okay. Andrew, but, 
But Pr- Coach Prime and, did it uh, the right. I, Andrew, college coaches do that every year. But not when they. Yes, they do. Prime. Yes, they I do. I ain't heard it. I, I, well, y'all I ain't been not, listening. I have not heard a college level coach. Um, Bobby Petrino. He did it twice. He, he so Coach Prime made all these promises in this Bobby hoopla. Bobby Petrino did it twice. He made this hoopla and promise. See, he, to, so did Lane Kiffin. I get Lane it, but Kiffin. they also had a history and a resume to back that up. At least he had one. They took this was chance, Dion's first job. They took a chance on him and gave him a shot, and he promised, "I'm stay here for the long haul, and I'm yeah. doing this." It's the way he went about it. Well, let me, that's let, all I'm saying. Before he we might move as well on, take credit. For okay, everybody. before we move on, let me say this. Dion said that there were problems there too. Okay. Now, you got a job at a great place. Just say you got a job. Oh, yeah. I'm I, I'm gonna do all my stuff here and this and that. And then once you get that job, you see that things are not the way that they say things were gonna be for you. So you contemplating with your skill set. Do I stay here and keep going through that, or do I move on to something greater? I'm talking about you. So if I'm a year in, it, it ain't no so. It's a yes or no. If I'm a year into a job and I know it's not great and things are, you know, a little rocky, I'm not going to continue to make promises about I'm here for the long haul. And he didn't for continue the to good. do that. He did that one time. He didn't continue to do oh, that. Oh, come on. And, no, you Keep, come on, OG. He didn't continue to do that. You just saying that because you don't like the I just style. I just asked the question: Is he going to take credit for uh, for all the? And most I answered it. Can I, can I answer that question? He will. He That's will. part of his brand. He will. Whether it's deserved or not is always up to speculation. But yeah, he will. Do we agree with it? I don't know if I agree with this it or is, disagree with it. But and I don't want you to think about care. He don't care this whether is, you agree with it or not. This is something he posted on social media. Um, I'm going to read it and then I'm, I'm OG. Okay. So he wrote, stop doing things for attention that ain't in your purpose. When you're walking in your purpose, you will get everything that should and would, attention included. When you do things just for attention, that's all you're going to receive, good and bad. Always evaluate your why. I find that laughable that he would say something like that. That's a bit hypocritical. Very, very. It's just because y'all don't like him. I'm telling y'all what it is. I don't. And that's okay. Because he ain't missing not one cent because you don't like him. Not one penny. I just, when he gets laughed out of Colorado, I don't, as you always say, don't, don't cheer. Don't cheer. And he, and, and, he, and he still won't be missing a penny if he gets laughed at. Well, you understand? Y'all don't understand. He's limiting his future coaching potential. I don't think so. Because, so. because he's rich and because he's, he's making a, a good salary and, and it's profitable right now for him and he's giving leeway to be stupid, be foolish. It's, but what if he wins, though? If he wins, I don't want y'all to cheer. No, because because he's going to bring in some top talent like everybody else is doing. And I don't want Mo and I don't want OG to cheer. Because I'm going to text you and I'm going to tell you, don't cheer. <laughs> I want to know if the man can coach. Can that guy coach? He he uh, he did great at uh, Jackson State. That ought to tell you he can coach. He he had some court. He had some help. You got to every great coach I, does. I what are you talking about? Who was the coordinator, the defensive coordinator that he brought in? At Colorado? Uh, or yeah, at Colorado. He's supposed to be bringing somebody right. in at Colorado. Uh, 
yet. But I every head coach got to bring in great assistants. Correct. That's how you win. Correct. And look at some of the greats. Look at look at the the coaching tree under Saban, under Belichick. Like All these coach, they done had the chance to coach the military. This is his second job, dude. You 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 talk he been coaching for twenty years. I, because you're saying you got to bring in all these great. I just, I just want to know if the guy can coach. Okay. Apparently Char- he can. Question. Charlie Kelly. That's Question. who it was. Question. And all of his, all of his players seem to love him. Question. All right. Okay. So t- let me put it like this, T Bird. It's kind of like, all right. Let's say you've got, you know, a student who is exceptional, um, gets accepted into Harvard, 4.0, excels goes to medical school, top of his class, graduates, does his residency. Um, can you call him a great doctor? He ain't been a doctor yet. Okay. Point you said, made. You, you said, walked wait, right into that drop. one. You walked right into that oh, one. Wait a minute. You said, you, wait a minute now. Or were you dissing Jackson State? No. Okay. He hasn't done anything and yet. No, he's the guy that's not the. He's not proven himself yet. That's How's the, he not proven himself when he proved himself at, at that level at HBCU? What what what, that, what do you that's, want? That's an insult to HBCUs to say that all it takes is one season or two seasons to rise <laughs> to the top of an entire. And, league. and and play all he the, did, he got he got head coaching experience right there. Okay, I ain't saying he's great. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're trying to tear him up uh, before he even gets started in the BCS. I just want to know what he can, what he, can he do to build a team? How how good of a coach is he? Instead of just getting the top the top quarterback out there, I I want to know if the man can coach with what he has available. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Like it, we just talked about if acquiring if, talent for teams, and you gonna say that? I just want to know. If the man can coach without all the best shiny objects and tools, can he do it with the coaching staff? That's... Can, can can Nick Saban do that? I think Nick Saban came in to build Alabama and and build LSU. You know how he built build you know Michigan how he State by getting all the number ones around yeah. the country. T-Bird, that's how he did. T-Bird. You ain't making no sense Here's because the thing. you don't want y'all don't want no, Dion to no, do that. That's not it. Yeah, that's not yes it. You, it you can you can be a fabulous, wonderful recruiter, and your star power is helping you right now. But if you can't pay dividends, if you can't put those players together to build a competitive team, then who cares? Did he did he not do that at Jackson State? Are y'all? Oh, let, you, let you tell that? he didn't have the best talent. That's what you said. Oh, no, no, I didn't say that about them. I said about the whole HBCU as a whole. See, you ain't listening, Mo. See, you ain't listening this week. T-Bird, I and just, you And you never listen. <laughs> you never listen to what I'm saying. I just, there was, there you was. You cannot build a great team without great talent. Uh, yes, T-Bird. We, we understand. And, and it takes great recruiting. I'm just, I just want to know if the man can coach with, with inheriting what, can the man coach with the, with what he has available? Uh, I understand he can bring in the top quarterback and, and he played the game. He played it right. And and that, and the, the quarterback went to Jackson State. He did that perfect. If the, he hadn't, if that quarterback hadn't come, would he still be as successful? Can he win without all the best, you know, the, I, the best player? I think he can because you bring in great coaches to coach these kids up. You coach with what you got. But any coach wants to know if he can coach. 
Okay. That's what I want to know. But but at the same time, what's about what's college about? It's about recruiting. It's about recruiting the top talent. I thought it was about graduating your student athletes. No, we're talking about playing football. Okay. We okay, we're talking about playing football. We ain't talking about the classroom right now. Okay. Even at Jackson State, his kids graduated. Look that up. Okay. His kids graduated Jackson State. But it's a when you on the football field. It's about recruiting the best talent available to make your team to it's be what you want to be. It's more than just about recruiting talent. Again, it's if my my 11-year-old nephew, I can go out and buy him a Mercedes Benz, but if I put him behind the wheel, can he drive the well, you, so, well, you you telling me that he can't uh, uh, initiate his scheme to people? So the New York Yankees used to buy all the top players they still do but yet they long stretch did not win championships because they did not have the right coach to mend all those personalities in you that's so where Dion comes in that's where his personality and his uh knowing how to deal with people especially young men comes in I've heard several of those young men at Jackson State say the type of mentor he was so much more goes into coaching than just x's and o's correct dion has that i just if if a kid cannot benefit dion i want to i hope that he is as good of a a human and and is the same mindset as as you're saying i want that to be i don't have enough y'all don't beat me what um we got a, a question from the chat what was the percentage of players over at jackson state that graduated is anybody off the top of their heads i'm about to look it up look it up og Y'all just, all y'all are just Dion haters. We're not Dion haters. We just appreciate the the work, the the history of making a name for yourself as a great coach, even if you don't have the personality, even even if you don't have the the, the camera flashing. Let him get started. Let him get started. But calling him a great coach after coaching one team, I think it's, it's just who? It's it's a what fantasy. Get, it's, it's, who, it's, many, it's romanticizing. How many times people said that? Okay. I mean, how many times y'all heard that? To answer the question, according to Clarion Ledger, he graduated ninety percent, which was the highest in the SWAC. So that that answers your question. Yeah, good. That's okay. that's great, good. man. Like, yeah, congratulations, those kids. We want to graduate, but okay. again, let's let's see let's see him boost his resume. Continue okay. to practice coaching right. until he becomes good. I think he's he's very much unproven. Tiber, you think he's the best coach in, since uh, yeah, that's you saying that. I didn't say that. I just I think there's more to be proven before it's we too think premature to call him yes. a good coach. I, think, I definitely I, would call him a great recruiter, sure. Sure. I think before we can even answer that question, we have to really take a look at the talent of the teams that he's gonna be playing against. Mm-hmm. You know, your USC's, your UCLA's, Cal. I mean, I can't think of any other schools that are in the Pac-12 right now, but I did a lot of drinking in my twenties. But Oregon, Oregon State, Washington. Yeah, that's right, Oregon, Oregon State. I just think just just because you don't like a guy, you don't find uh, things. I don't like Nick Saban, but he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Okay, he had to start, didn't? Exactly. Okay, yeah. Start. So Dion started at Jackson State. He's still starting. He's still, yeah, he's still ain't nobody said he wasn't. Y'all the ones keep saying I just, that he was a great coach. No, you said that. I didn't say that. I said he was a good coach for all this right. situation. T-Bird, it, it, to your point earlier. Man, don't give me that. All right, all right. 
Y'all always dub, trying to double team me every week. I'm going to get me some help in here, and y'all going to leave wounded sometime. Please. I, that'll be the first. Yeah, I'm going to get me some help in here. And y'all gonna leave one of y'all tag team. I'm nobody surprised. Tag, ain't that nobody you, tag teaming I'm surprised you. that they, you we mo- are we are the voices of reason and reason and logic. I'm can surprised I, that you mo turning on me the way you have you know in I these last you. three or four you weeks. Know I love can I can I make a suggestion? We set up a GoFundMe and we get uh Coach Prime to come up in here and back you up. I, I agree. He'll I coach agree. on how to the deal day with that. The, he does that. Uh-huh. Is the day I will literally become T Bird's slave and yes, just quit all is. of my jobs, if move he, into the garage, stop, and whatever he says, I will do. Stop, I'm a, stop I'm fantasizing, Mo. Stop fantasizing. If I don't do nothing else, I'm going to try to get Coach Prime on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. First, first of all, if you get a response, I'll do that. Okay. That'll cost it. It's got don't, an appearance put, fee and a fee here and a fee there. Don't put nothing past me. Yeah. All right. Because I ain't scared to go look, to Beyonce and, and, and tell her I want that. And if he sends you an autograph picture, that doesn't count. Okay. Because that's his. I ain't. I ain't scared to approach that's Beyonce. His, that's his fan club doing that. Hey, I ain't scared to approach Beyonce, and I ain't scared to approach Rihanna either. Their lawyers I'm, say otherwise. I ain't scared to approach. <laughs> hey. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Looking forward to good Looking football this to weekend. Who's, who's, who's gonna take the top spot? I'm on as much as I'm on roll with Georgia. Yeah. I'm rolling with Michigan. Oh, I like know, it. right? Shots I like fired. It. I know. All right, y'all have a good evening. Join us next week. Thank Happy you. Happy New Year.